0: Welcome to the Lift Podcast. I'm Angela Withers, and today I'm actually going to be talking about a topic that I never wanted to touch with a ten-foot pole. It's the topic of vaccines. I just thought I'm just going to stay clear away from this. And the past few days, the Holy Ghost has really been working on my heart, and I've been feeling like I should make a podcast about this. So here it is. Um, a few months ago, I was sitting in church, and as a congregation, we were singing the hymn "The Spirit of God" and there was a line in there that I just suddenly had a whole different viewpoint than I'd ever had before in my life. And the line is how blessed the day when the lamb and the lion shall lie down together without any ire. Now I looked up ire. I was pretty sure that it meant like any anger towards each other or something, but when I looked up the word ire in um, the dictionary, it says intense and usually openly displayed anger. So I have this beautiful painting that I bought years ago. It's by James Johnson, and I just love it. And um, there's a little boy in this painting, and he kind of has a little bit of red hair, and my son has red hair and just loves animals. So in this painting, it's depicting this day that's prophesied, this millennial day that's prophesied by Isaiah, where the lamb and the lion and a calf and the wolf are all at peace with one another. And it says, a little child shall lead them. And so this painting... um, really depicts just this day of peace that is really beautiful. And I always thought this day would just come, it would be like a natural result of Christ coming to the earth again and everything being at peace, right? However, when I was sitting there in church, I suddenly had my had my mind open to, to just a different perspective. I suddenly started thinking about the people in my life who I would say are lions, and these are people that I'm close to, that I really look up to and admire, and they are determined, they are willing to stand up for what they believe is right, they're courageous, and um, sometimes they're a little bit overbearing, and sometimes it's difficult to feel like I can change their mind or get them to see a different perspective, but their strengths are very amazing. And all of us have strengths and weaknesses. And then I started thinking about the people in, in my life who I would say are lambs. And these people are, are meek and kind and soft, very teachable, very willing to listen. Um, but sometimes you almost have to get them to share their thoughts because sometimes they'll hold them in a little bit more. And sometimes sometimes it can seem like maybe they're a little bit weak or that they can let people take advantage of them or that they don't stand up for themselves. So so obviously, again, strengths and weaknesses, there's opposition in all things. And God's told us that multiple times throughout the scriptures, that part of his plan is to have opposition in all things. That's part of this earth life. And all of us have spiritual gifts. We also have spiritual weaknesses. So I started thinking about this millennial day that would come, and I started wondering, what if we are the lambs and the lions? And not everyone falls into just these two categories of either a lamb or a lion. I think there's a full spectrum in between. And I think that we each have our own moments too, where we can be a lamb or a lion and about different topics as well. But definitely these the lambs can look at the lions and think, they are being very overbearing or rigid or unwilling to listen and the lions can look at the lambs and be like, why are you being weak? Why are you just blindly following and why are you being fearful? So it's easy to look at one another's weaknesses and feel immediately separated, not feel united with one another. And the interesting thing in relation to the vaccines is that I have met lions who are pro vaccine and are kind of getting after other people, like why aren't you vaccinated? And then I've met lions who are anti-vaccine, that are really upset. Like, why aren't you protecting our agency more and letting us choose rather than having these mandates come into our society? And then I've met lambs who are pro-vaccine and lambs who are anti-vaccine. And it's really interesting that not only are the lambs and the lions not necessarily connecting and being united, but even a lot of the lions are fighting each other. (laughs) So... It's it's just really interesting to see this situation that we're in right now. So now we wonder, is Christ prolonging his coming? Because we are not ready for him. We are the ones that are not ready. And we need to go through humbling. We need to go through chastening before we can actually connect with one another and recognize one another's strengths and be united. Will he come after we have created peace with one another? And I think these problems are escalated with a lot of the current social media platforms. They use algorithms that will track people's data, and then they'll specifically feed them the information that they already believe and support, so it just supports and strengthens their own stance. And then at the same time, they're feeding opposing information to other people who have differing views, so it continues to support and strengthen their stance, the outcome of this is a very divided and polarized society. It is exactly the opposite of the lamb and the lion lying down together without any ire. Now, I know a lot of people who have chosen to get the vaccine, and I know a lot of people who have chosen not to get the vaccine. And I have really, sincerely wanted to understand what's motivated everyone, all of my friends that are choosing to get it or not to get it. And um, I started kind of writing down some what some of these what some of these principles were that that people were being motivated by. And a lot of people that chose to get the vaccine, they've been motivated by what I would view are noble principles. One principle that's common is they want to protect their body and the stewardship they have over their body from disease. Another motive is that they want to keep themselves and their loved ones safe. Another one is that they want to be obedient to church leaders. Now the people that I know who have chosen not to get the vaccine I also look at their principles that are motivating them, and I view those as very noble principles as well. The number one reason that friends have told me that they don't want to get the vaccine is that they want to protect their agency and the agency of others. Another reason is that they want to protect their body, which they have stewardship over, from harm. And then another reason is that they want to keep themselves and their loved ones safe, which, are really, which is really interesting to me that that a lot of these are the same principles that people are placing a lot of value on to either get it or not to get it. And I personally believe that all of these principles are noble. So the question is what principle should take top priority over another? Is obeying the prophet greater than defending agency? Is our stewardship over our body greater than obeying the prophet? Is defending our agency and freedom greater than our stewardship over our body? Or does defending our agency trump them all? Or does following the prophet trump them all? So I believe the answer to this question of what is the top priority, what principle should take the top priority, I believe the answer to this question can be found through Christ's example during his mortal mission here on the earth. Jesus Christ lived at a time when his land and his people were under the rule of Rome. If defending agency and freedom and preserving freedom was the top priority, then he would have driven them out. He wouldn't have been paying taxes to them. If protecting his body from disease was Christ's top priority, then he would not have gone and ventured into the leper colonies to minister unto them and heal them. If protecting his loved ones from harm was his top priority, then the Savior wouldn't have allowed his cousin John the Baptist to be killed. If obedience to church leaders was his top priority, then he wouldn't have upset the Pharisees and the Sadducees like he did. If protecting his physical body from harm was his top priority, then Jesus Christ would not have bled from every pore. He would not have submitted his body to physical beating to the thorns that tore into his flesh, the nails that were driven into his palms, his wrists, and his feet, the physical agony and the thirst that he endured as he hung on the cross. He would not have submitted to the sword that pierced his side. The top priority always for our Savior was to do God's will. He never once placed another principle above God's will, not even agency. My whole life, I have believed that the war in heaven was over agency, and this past week, I've begun to question that thinking. Satan's plan was to remove our agency, and we fought against that. But what we were ultimately fighting for was God's plan. We were ultimately fighting for God's will to prevail. What if the first estate that we kept in the premortal realm was not our agency, but was actually doing God's will? What if the way that we successfully keep our second estate in this mortal realm right now is to also do God's will? What if President Nelson has been encouraging, even pleading for us, to learn how to receive personal revelation, how to hear him, so we can know God's will for ourselves? Throughout the scriptures, we have examples of people doing God's will. And all these examples look very different from one another. I think of Captain Moroni. It was God's will for him to protect freedom and agency at all costs. Alma the Elder and his people, it was God's will for them to submit under the rule of wicked Lamanites. It made them humble. It made them reliant on the Lord. The Lord miraculously made their burdens light and then miraculously, in the end, delivered them. The people walked out. They didn't have to even fight for their freedom. They walked out to freedom God fought that battle for them, and those people came out changed, more humble, more pure, more Christ-like. I think of Elma and Amulek who watched the women and children, those who were believers, being burned in the fire. It was God's will for them to die. It was God's will for them not to be rescued. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were cast into the fiery furnace, and they were not even harmed at all. It was God's will for them to live. It was God's will for their example to prove that God really was the true God, the God of Israel. Sometimes it is God's will for us to fight and defend freedom. Sometimes it is God's will for us to submit. Sometimes it is God's will for his people to suffer, and that suffering makes us more humble and holy. Sometimes it is God's will to miraculously deliver his people after they've exercised faith to do his will. So I wanted to share my experience with all of this. All along, I've been very leery of the vaccines. I love to pore over the results from different research studies in the areas of health. I just always have. I've loved nutrition. I've loved our physical body. I think it's incredible. For me, the stewardship over a physical body has always been so paramount. It made me very leery about these vaccines because I feel like we do not, I know we do not have enough long-term data. I want to know what happens, you know, a decade down, down the road or three decades down the road, especially if my children have the vaccine, what's going to happen 40 years from now in their body based off what we've been injecting. And we don't have any of that data. There's not any data on that. So that's made me very leery about them. And I decided, you know, I don't I don't really think that I'm going to get this vaccine because of that. My family had already had COVID. So I said, I'll just let those, our natural immunity be there. And as I've researched, it is so difficult to find truth online. I can read an article that I think, yeah, this is really good. And then I'll think, I want to see the other side of it. And I'll go searching for the other side of it. And then I read something that completely negates everything that I had read before. And it's difficult to know what is true? Who can we trust out there? Who can we even trust? And my husband compared it to Joseph Smith's time of there's this war of words and this tumult of opinions and what is to be done. And the only thing that can be done is to go to the Lord and know God's will. So a couple months ago, I prayed very sincerely and I fasted and asked God to help me know if I should get the vaccine or not. And I was woken up in the night with just this peaceful feeling and very, very quietly, not this war of words and this tumult of opinions. And it was just complete peace. And the still small voice told me, It's okay if you need to get the vaccine. And I thought, Okay, if I need to get it, then I won't stress about it. Anyway, since that time, I feel like everything has ramped up the commotion and the confusion has increased even more. In the first presidency made the announcement. And again, I thought, we don't have any long-term data on this. Is this really something that I should do? And I knew that I needed to get a second witness or even a third witness. A truth that I have definitely learned over my lifetime is that God has given us the law of witnesses. And he said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, will my word be established? So for me, I knew... This is what the First Presidency has said, and I want a confirmation from God that that's what I should do. And I had to actually rebuke the spirit of confusion that was in my, and turmoil that was in my mind and in my soul. And once that feeling was gone, I just had this beautiful, peaceful feeling again that you should get the vaccine from the Holy Ghost. And I want you to know that I am fully going into this knowing very clearly, that there are a lot of unanswered questions about this vaccine. So I've researched the three different options that are available to me right now, and I feel really good about one of them, even knowing that none of them are perfect, but there's one in particular that I feel better about than the others, so that's the one I'm going to get. But I've been so thankful to know that God's will for me personally right now is to submit. Years ago, I was researching family history and, um, had a lot of very spiritual experiences during that time period as I was doing that. And I woke up one night and I could very clearly feel someone standing next to my bed. And I seemed to know that it was my grandmother. Her name was Mary Rennie Laird. And she had, um, lived in Scotland. Her family migrated to the United States. It was very, very, very incredible sacrifices that they made to come here. And they ended up in the Willie Hancart Company, And I, I could feel as she was there that there was something she wanted me to know, but there was some barrier. It was like my, my ability to hear her words was cut off. So I, I knew she wanted to tell me something, but I didn't understand what it was. And, um, so I got up and I got onto family search and I started researching a lot more about her. And I read through her life history, it was so touching, where her daughter said, just prior to Mother's death, she spent much time retelling stories and experiences of pioneer life. I said, I wonder, Mother, what would I do if called to endure such hardships for the gospel as you did? And she said in response, Oh, you will never have planes to cross that we did, she said. Mother at the time was blind. She meditated for a few minutes, then raising her head quickly said, Oh, you will have planes to cross, yes, but in a very different way. Will you come through as we did? I will give you a key. No matter what comes to try your faith, stand by the president of the church. God will never allow a fallen prophet to lead this church. All will be well with you if you remember. And when I had that experience, the spirit was so strong as I read her words. So strong. And I knew that she was bearing testimony to me, one of her descendants, to stand by the president of the church, and that to me right now has been another witness for me personally. On our website, liftmindbodyspirit.com, you can find a printable called Discerning Truth that talks about the law of the witnesses, and it just, it's a free printable that you can print out that just kind of helps you, kind of gives you a little bit of a pathway to recognize what are witnesses, what are sources of truth in our life that we can use when we really need to discern truth, when we're in this middle of all this tumult of opinions. Um, and so that's on there. That's a free resource. Also, I really have never felt good about having a lot of our lift content and um, community being on social media platforms just because of all those algorithms. And I've wanted to protect, you know, the data of any of our customers or members so we created a private community that is free with no algorithms you can upgrade if you want to access all of our courses and a lot of our other content but it's free there as well and you'll be able to find that principle about the law of witnesses and discerning truth on that platform as well only you will know personally what god's will is for you i encourage you to rebuke any spirit of confusion That you may feel if there's anything that you know or feel that you need to repent of take care of that that always creates static in the channel of revelation but repentance is amazing at opening that channel back up and i want you to look at all these honorable principles that you have of getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine and be willing to place those on the altar those principles are honorable But what's needed right now for us to make it through this trial is for us to go to God personally, each one of us, and find out what God's will is for us, and to ask him to give you multiple witnesses. For me, the witness from my great-great-great-grandmother, and the witness from the prophet, and the witness from the Holy Ghost, is what I needed to say with surety that I know God wants me to get this vaccine, even though I don't think I would have ever done it on my own. If your answer is to fight for freedom and reject the vaccine, then I will pray for your success. I'll pray that you can accomplish God's will in your life, and I will admire you for the courage that it takes. If your answer is to submit and get the vaccine like the answer was for me, then I will pray that you'll have the courage to follow through with that, and that you'll be blessed for doing God's will. William W. Phelps is the one who wrote The Spirit of God, that hymn that I referred to earlier, and I just wanted to share this in conclusion he said, How blessed the day when the lamb and the lion shall lie down together without any ire, and Ephraim be crowned with his blessings in Zion. And Jesus descends with his chariot of fire. What if it does go in that order? If we have the strengths of the lions and the strengths of the lambs working in harmony, all motivated with one common purpose, and that common purpose is doing God's will. What if us being united, valuing the strengths of one another, supporting one another and trusting one another to receive personal revelation and act upon it as we all try to live and fulfill God's will in our lives is what will enable us to be crowned with blessings in Zion. What if that is what shows Jesus that we're ready for him to descend in his chariot of fire? I hope this podcast can be helpful to anyone else out there that might be feeling the same way I did just with there's a lot of confusion going on. That have brought a lot of unsettled feelings, I think, to to my soul, to definitely to other people's souls, but it's amazing how the Holy Ghost is what can make you feel calm and at peace. And once you understand and have that witness of what God's will is for you, it truly brings about peace. And I know without a doubt that if God can give me an answer, he can give someone else an answer, and it may not be the same answer that I received, that God's will may be different for each one of us, but... I encourage everyone to humbly, prayerfully approach the Lord, be willing to place on the altar any other principles, however noble they are, and be willing to trust the answer that you receive from God and look for multiple witnesses and ask for multiple witnesses and feel at peace knowing that the pathway that you're choosing is God's will for you.